Welcome to KJV Cafe, where we explore great truths from God's holy word in a simple, down-to-earth fashion. Romans 10:17 shows us where faith comes from. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Let's grow our faith together in the cafe today. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. Grab your Bible and a hot cup of coffee or tea and join us now as we explore God's Holy Word. Thank you for joining me today. Welcome back to the cafe. Good to be here today. It's always good to be here. I'm so excited. We are talking about fellowship with Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior today. Fellowship with God Almighty. How do we have it? You know, the Bible gives a prescription for us as believers, for the saved Christians, on how to have fellowship with Jesus. And I'm going to read it to you in whole. 1 John chapter 1. 1 John chapter 1. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. So in verse 1 of 1 John 1, that's a lot of ones, uh, in verse 1 of 1 John 1, we're seeing right away, he has been there with the Lord. He understands that he's seen with his eyes. He's looked upon him. He's had his hands on him. He knows the word of life. That's Jesus Christ. Verse two, for the life was manifested and we have seen it and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life, which was with the father and was manifested unto us. What does manifested mean? That means shown, magnified, like under a microscope. Verse three, that which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that ye also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the father and with his son, Jesus Christ. And these things write we unto you that your joy may be full. Amen. So John's saying, frankly, we're going to share with you what we know about having fellowship with the brethren and most importantly, with Jesus Christ, with the Father, that's Father God, with his Son, Jesus Christ. How? Through the working of the Holy Spirit. We're going to get to exactly this key component of being close to God because it's something that you can do. Don't you love it when there's something that you can do? A lot of times as Christians, we have to kind of be still and know that he is God and kind of wait on the Lord. Um, yet here is something we can do. There's something we can do. And I'm excited to share it with you to, here today. And in first John chapter one, it dives right into it in the last um, five verses here. Verse five, this then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. What does that mean? That means God is holy. He is light. And there is no darkness. There is no reproach. There is no sin in God at all. He's 100% holy. Verse six, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. All right, amen. So in these five verses here, in the latter part of 1 John chapter 1, we see the prescription for having a close walk with God, having fellowship with God. Have you ever thought to yourself, I just don't see God in my life. I can't hear God. I, I When I pray, I feel like my prayers are just going nowhere. Uh, I just don't have that 
relationship with God. Maybe I wasn't chosen. Maybe I'm not special. Maybe I'm not holy enough. Let me tell you what the answer is to this problem, or better yet, what the solution is to this problem. It's seeking the Lord through confession of sins. Now, to confess a sin, you first have to know that you are sinning, right? And so as a saved Christian, we may think that we are uh, very holy and good and we don't sin. And that's the first problem. Two times in this uh, short chapter, it tells us that if we say we haven't sinned, we're making God a liar and his word is not in us. Um, Let me tell you what, you're a sinner. I'm a sinner. We're all sinners. We all fall short. And the first step here is recognizing that we have sin in our lives. Amen. And so we need to first understand that we have a sin problem. Even when we're saved, we're prone to sin. And that sin gets in the way of us being close to God. Can you see that here today? That when we have sin, when we put up that wall, when we uh, come up with this idea that we're just going to live as a Christian because we're banking on the promises of God, we're saved, we know that, but we're not going to go any further. We're not going to go to him in repentance. We're not going to go to him in submission. We're not going to go to him in obedience. We're just going to be living our life. Hey, we're saved. We know we're honestly saved. We believe in Jesus. We've seen... uh, We've seen the Holy Spirit move. We've seen God move, but we're not going to go any further here. When we're in that kind of rock solid position, we are hurting ourselves and we are keeping God at a far distance. And yet God loves us so much. He wants to walk closely with us. He wants you to have that victorious life, that victory over sin. And he gives the prescription for it. It's very simple. Uh, he says, look, this is what you do through uh, through John here. It's very simple. What do we do? We realize the consequence of unconfessed sin, as we see in verses 5 and 6 of 1 John 1. This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. So if there's no darkness at all, you can't be bringing darkness to God and him saying, let me pat you on the back. Everything's okay and well and good. There can't be. Uh, Verse six, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. So here clearly it says that we cannot have fellowship with God. And by the way, I would say the brethren as well, right? Because he mentions the brethren in here. We can't have close relationship with Christians and God himself if we're walking in darkness, if we're living in sin. And you, you might say, well, brother Clark, you said we all sin. That's correct. So how do we remedy that? How do we fix that? We must confess our sins. We must go to God in repentance of our sins. We must do that perpetually. You know, the Bible says, uh, pray without ceasing. You know what? Part of those prayers without ceasing throughout the day should be confession of our sins. We need to remove the pride from us and just go to God humbly immediately. When You know, the Holy Spirit will convict you uh, of what you might have done to transgress, to sin. And, and as you grow closer to God, you can ask him to do this. If not, as you read the word and as you look around, you can say, you know what? Um, Lying is a sin. And I I told a lie yesterday. I must confess to God for that. Or uh, adultery is a sin and I've lusted after someone. I must confess to God. Or coveting is a sin and I've been coveting uh, after this thing or that thing and I must confess to God. We go to God with uh, with our sins. We say, Lord, 
Please forgive us. We recognize this sin as what you see it for, this awful, unholy thing that's keeping us from you. And, and, and we just go and agree with you on that, and we ask you for forgiveness, and we ask you to, that, to help us never to do it again. We recognize the sin, and we move forward in faith that it's been forgiven. forgiven. And so we have to have that confession of sins. We have to realize that when we confess our sins, what does this say here? It's a beautiful verse in verse 9. This is amazing. Think about this. If we confess our sins, he, he being God, is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, all unrighteousness, wholesale, everything, all unrighteousness is cleansed when we bring it to him. So let me ask you this question. If you're going to the Lord in repentance throughout the day, each day, as things happen, and you ask him for forgiveness, and you mean it, you identify the sin, and you understand that it is a sin, you don't want to sin anymore, you, you have a, a pure heart about you in that regard, and you mean it, here the scripture says he'll forgive you. So if he'll forgive you, how could he be far off if that is what you're doing throughout your day and throughout your life? Well, he can't be, because he will draw near to you as you Cleanse your hands as you go to him in repentance. He will draw near to you and you will have a walk with God that people will envy. You'll be very close to God, not because of anything that you've done um, in terms of works or in terms of um, good deeds. No, it's simply the only thing you've done is you've just humbled up. You said, go ahead and cut me off a huge piece of that humble pie. I'm going to go before the Lord and I'm going to say, hey, you know what? Lord, please, if I have sinned, I need to know what it is. Lord, reveal it to me. Help me understand it. Because we have to understand, uh, you know, God won't force it on us. There is a willful ignorance that many people live by, including Christians, where they just don't want to know, kind of don't see, don't tell type of thing. Well, guess what? God sees all, and he'll tell all. And what we need to do is not be willfully ignorant, but but be enough spiritual about have enough spirituality about us to say we know what we don't know, right? And we need your help, God. We need a working in our heart. Can you imagine if this country, if every Christian, not not every person, but every born again believer, went to the Lord today and humbled themselves before the Lord and sought Him and begged Him for forgiveness of their sins and asked Him to draw close to them? Can you imagine what would happen to this country? Can you imagine the revival that would break out, the blessings that would come from it? I truly believe God is more than willing to heal our land if we will seek his face, if we will humble ourselves and call upon him. You know, in the verse that I'm paraphrasing, doesn't talk about the unbeliever, it's talking about the believer. And so what we must do is look as believers to God each day to repent for our sins, to go to him and say, Lord, please forgive us for what we've done. You know, I don't think there can be too much repentance. In fact, often it's not enough. And here, what's going on in 1 John chapter 1? It is a prescription for fellowship with the Lord and with the brethren. It's saying, look, it's so simple to, to, to dissect, to analyze. It really is. Uh, 1 John chapter 1 is simply saying, we have a father that wants to forgive us our sins, that is 100% holy and needs us to repent of our sins for fellowship. Now, let me make a disclaimer. Someone listening to this may say, are you saying you have to be uh, perfect and re repentant to be saved? Absolutely not. As I started the message with, I'm saying that once you're saved, in order to have fellowship or closeness with uh, God the Father, you must seek his forgiveness for your sins and repent 
and change your ways so you don't sin anymore. That's pretty much common sense. If you have a family member, let's say you have a dad and you want to be close to the dad and the dad has a set of rules and you constantly break those rules and you never stop breaking those rules, he's still your dad, right? He's not going to, it's not going to change him being your dad, but you're probably not going to be too close to them because you're constantly breaking his rules, right? I know that's a simple example, but that's what we're talking about here is fellowship. Oh, and why would you want to be close to the Lord? Well, let's, let's think about why. Joy, peace, uh, just tranquility, understanding, uh, discernment, uh, his spirit nearby, uh, his love, uh, changing you from a person that would have inward desires for yourself to changing you to think like Jesus, who was all about others, making you more ob- obedient, molding you more into who Christ is every day. That's what happens when you repent. Now, Jesus, we don't can't use him as an example for repentance because he was perfect, right? He didn't sin. He was he did the will of his father, amen. He was God in the flesh. So what we can only do is look to people like John, uh, who wrote uh, here in the uh, New Testament, in 1 John chapter 1, exactly what we need to do. In verse 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And we have to understand that once we've gone to the Lord, in confession, gone to the Lord and repented of our sins, he cleanses us from it. What that means is it's done. That does not mean uh, that it's going to come back. That does not mean that that one day uh, Lord's going to revisit it and say, well, I forgave you uh, of that sin for this season, but now I'm going to come back and revisit it. No, once uh, forgiven, it's always forgiven. Amen. And so we need to understand that this is not an ongoing process. If you've done something bad in your life, maybe lately, as you listen to this, you're thinking, oh man, he's preaching on repentance. I've really messed up lately. Maybe you've done something awful and you go to God and and and, and I'm telling you uh, as on the authority of God's word, if you go to him and you repent one time in full sincerity and you recognize the sin and you bring it before the Lord and it's forgiven and it's uh, cast away to be forgotten about forever, it is forever gone. And so if that comes back up in your mind after you've gone to the Lord for repentance, he's received it. If it comes back to your mind, that's the devil trying to bring it back up. That's the devil trying to hold you back because God is faithful and just to cleanse us of all our sins and unrighteousness when we go to him. So let's go to him today. Let's start today repenting of our sins, giving it to him so we can have that close walk with him and so that we can have that fellowship with him that we desire and so that we can do great works for him and bear fruit as we grow closer to him through a constant steady stream of praying and repenting. Thank you for joining me. Take care and God bless. Thanks for listening to this episode of KJV Cafe. Have a question for Pastor Clark? Email him directly at clark at enduringpromise.org or visit kjvcafe.com and click the envelope button on the homepage. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. We'll close today with Psalm 119, verses 166 through 168. Lord, I have hoped for thy salvation and done thy commandments. My soul hath kept thy testimonies, and I love them exceedingly. I have kept thy precepts and thy testimonies, for all my ways are before thee.